Hello, Sobertown, and welcome to the Sobertown podcast. This is the two for one, which is Karina. Good morning, Karina. Good morning. And Polly. Good morning from Polly. It's Sunday morning and it, here in Texas, and it's Sunday afternoon in the UK with Karina. Today, we are going to be doing a podcast uh, talking about post-alcohol supplements things that can help you post-alcohol. Karina, as we all know, is a retired nurse and a retired mental health nurse. So she has done a lot of research on these, but while she is a retired nurse and I am an ordinary everyday people, we are not experts. So our advice to you is seek the advice of an expert, i.e. your GP or your primary care. So good morning, Karina. And We'll hit your bullet points because you've done some bullet points in your first one. What's that one about? Okay. So I thought if we just talk a bit about serotonin, first of all, because I think sort of we hear quite a lot about serotonin, but we don't all have a, a full understanding of what it is. Um, so serotonin is a chemical that's actually mostly in the bowel. And a lot of people don't know this, that 90% of serotonin is actually in the bowel and there's only 10% of it in the brain. Um, and serotonin, what it does generally is it promotes good sleep um, because it, it stimulates the release of melatonin. It regulates the appetite. It's very good for promoting learning and memory. And it gives us that positive, positive feeling, such as the, the, the happy chemicals, as I like to call them. So, it, you know, and it sort of keeps everything in check. Um, and, and the process of, of that serotonin is actually starts in the bowel and finishes in the brain, um, which kind of explains why we can have a lot of um, IBS and stomach symptoms and that when we're stressed or anxious or the butterflies because the serotonin is, is linked quite, quite strongly to the brain and, and the bowel. Um, now, when we drink, um, what we do is we deplete the serotonin in our brains and in our bowel. Um, in our body completely so um, that can obviously lead to the body being unbalanced and the brain being unbalanced and so it can lead to a lot of anxiety it can lead to low mood it can lead to us being depressed irritable aggressive poor sleep impulsive decreased appetite digestive issues recognizing any of these Polly from when you were drinking uh yes <laughs> keep going there's probably a lot more than that. um yes um poor sleep we've I mean how many people do we see on IAS who complain about they weren't able to sleep and getting into a regular pattern of sleep afterwards is hard yeah it, it is very hard and and obviously, when, when we stop drinking, we kind of, we, we think, oh, that's okay. If that's depressing our serotonin, when I stop drinking, it's all going to go back to normal. And it's going to be okay. Um, well, hopefully it will eventually. But, you know, we need to sort of take some steps and we need to give it time. So um, the first sort of 72 hours are the worst for withdrawal. Um, but you can expect that sort of last for a good two weeks. Some people, even a month, struggle with the anxiety and the sleep. Um, and what we have to remember as well is that when we stop drinking, we are no longer blocking some of our moods, our anxiety, our thoughts, and all the stuff that we had underneath that may have led us to drinking. Yeah. Uh, so we don't sort of stop and then suddenly become really happy bunnies. You know, it takes a little bit of time to 
to get there. And I, I was just reading something um, because knowing we were going to be doing this, I, I did my rabbit hole thing again. Yeah. And one of the things they talked about was um, a syndrome called PAWS, P-A-W-S, <laughs> which is post-acute withdrawal symptoms. And they can last for quite a while. Yeah. And I think we're all adults and I think we tend to get a little naive in thinking that, okay, we've stopped this, so everything's going to be fine and dandy until we get there and we find, okay, this isn't as easy as I thought. And you can have insomnia, you can be depressed, um, anxiety, as you say, and these are all symptoms of alcohol withdrawal. Yeah. And, and I'd like to say as, as well, you know, for people that have been drinking very heavily um, and who have, you know, because it can be quite dangerous to, sh- to stopping alcohol dead if you're a heavy drinker. Yeah. It can lead to tremor. It can lead to delir- um, delirium tremors, um, you know, hallucinations. It can lead to fits and things as well. So if you are a really heavy drinker, then you really need some medical support from your GP because there is medication that can be given to you for the first week to stop with those real physical withdrawal symptoms so the kind of stuff that we're talking about here is um you know not somebody that's been drinking a bottle of spirits a day um you would need you would need help and support from a medical practitioner uh, as well as as doing some of these things that we're going to talk about today um and and i think sort of as as craig beck says um We've been hitting our brains with what he calls to equivalent of napalm for for years, you know, and so it's going to put a little bit of of putting right. And um, so, yeah, when when I stopped, I I used some some supplements, which we'll talk a little bit about later on. But I just wanted to sort of talk a little bit more about the the serotonin and and the okay. boosters, the ways that we can boost serotonin naturally. Um, so. It comes from tryptophan. Tryptophan is an amino acid, which then sort of, you know, that, that's linked to the serotonin and boosting serotonin. So what a lot of people can do or do do is they eat foods which are high in tryptophan, um, which are things such as eggs, cheese, turkey, nuts and seeds, tofu, pineapple, salmon and bananas. Um, but there is some controversy as to whether that can actually penetrate the blood brain barrier Um, because the other amino acids in those foods um, tend to penetrate that blood brain barrier so getting over the blood brain barrier into the brain Um, it penetrates it better than the tryptophan and some recent research that I've just found is that there is some evidence that could suggest that you can, if you eat it with carbohydrates, then it can increase the likelihood of it being able to get into the actual brain. So things like a cheese sandwich, um, you know, would increase the the heighten of getting tryptophan from the cheese into the brain. And things like egg on toast, salmon risottos, things like that. So that that is one way that it's thought that, that possibly you could increase your serotonin levels. But the, the jury's still out on that. There's not any overwhelming evidence that, you know, that that works. But they're all good foods anyway. They're all healthy foods, so why not eat them anyway? <laughs> and they're proteins and fish oils. Uh, yeah. The eggs, yeah. the cheese. Cheese yeah. is calcium and the, the salmon is the omega, the fish oil. 
So Mm -hmm. which they're all good for you. We're told to. And I think a well-balanced diet is no harm to anybody. No, definitely not. And, um, you know, I mean, when I was drinking, I was um, eating organic. I was even drinking organic wine, you know, because that because of all the poisons that were in food and sprayed on food and fertilizers. And if it wasn't organic, I was soaking it all in vinegar and salt to get rid of all the nasties and then washing it all down with wine. Which was, it was, <laughs> was such a contradiction, aren't we? We we do our exercise, we eat healthy, and then every evening we pour a bottle of poison down our neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like you, I I did eat healthy, especially once I gave up smoking because I didn't want to gain weight after giving up smoking. So yeah. I I went and um, I I I ate healthy. I didn't do organic a lot of it. Mostly if I do organic, it's um, if I peel it, I don't normally eat organic mm. is my that that's my view. But that's me personally, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. that's from being told that years ago. But, yeah, we are such a contradiction. Um, we, eat eat yeah. healthy and then pour the poison down your neck. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't ever, well, I used to be, I was going to say when you just mentioned an exercise there, I, I, I really should be getting out from my baseline walk each day. Um, and, you know, when we talk about exercise, we, you know, it doesn't have to be big. I know you like your walk around the lake. Yes. Some of the other girls like to run and um, or go on bike rides. Um, but, you know, for me, I can't physically do that but I do need to up my game a bit with my exercise and having just a a baseline little walk each day um because I am a bit boom and bust and the reason exercise is important is it actually triggers the release this tryptophan that we've just been talking about um and that it also reduces the other amino acids in the body but increases the tryptophan okay and that and also releases the the feel good chemicals like the endorphins and that yes. in the, the brain. So I don't think, like you say, you don't need to go crazy at exercise. Just a few yoga stretches, just to stretch your body out, mm. and do you the world of, of good. You know, just doing some stretches. Tai Chi is a nice gentle exercise. Qigong mm-hmm. um, yeah. is another gentle exercise. So there's plenty of gentle stuff out there that still does the same thing without going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, or you can do exercises, you know, you can do some yoga in, in your, your chair and things as well. You know, just doing just doing it for your ability, really, and perhaps getting just a baseline and then working up from a baseline if you can um, and if you want to. But also, you know, the, the what I love about the exercise of walking that you do, especially around your lake with your sunrise, yeah. is that we have to have sunlight and um you know we're meant to have 30 minutes of unfiltered sunlight um a day to keep healthy for our bones and for our mood it's very good in in vitamin d it releases a lot of vitamin d and actually sort of 50 percent of people um in the uk are deficient in vitamin d over the winter months because we don't get enough sunlight um and sunlight really helps with serotonin in fact there was a a study done years ago um post-mortem study that they looked inside the brains of people that had died in the summer and they looked inside the brains of people that died in the winter 
And the people that died in the summer had far more serotonin levels in their brain than those that died in winter. So, it, you know, the sunshine really, really does increase our serotonin levels. Um, uh, and how many times when you get up in the morning and you open the curtains or the blinds or whatever and you see the sunshine in, without even going outside, all of a sudden it just boosts your mood? mood definitely and and you know if you can't get out even sitting by a window for 30 minutes a day is is great because it will come through the, the thing um the window um you know i sunscreen yes we should wear sunscreen but i think you should get at least 15 to 20 minutes a day without sunscreen okay so you can okay. just get the, the the you know because we do over protection it slip slop slap you know it's very good protection <laughs> against cancer and that but it's not so, so good about getting our vitamin d and our serotonin levels up so and there yeah. are some parts of the world where they don't get a lot of sun no no they they but go you, i think is it alaska goes through that period of darkness mm-hmm. no light no sun no, and I think is it. I think Norway do as well. I don't know. Yeah. Is it Norway that have very long periods of dark? So there are other things you can do. You can get um, a lamp, a light therapy lamp, and we do use that, or used to use that a lot in um, SADS, which is seasonal affective disorder, which is a, a clinical depression that comes in winter months. People aren't getting enough sunlight, so you can actually buy light therapy boxes now. They just sit. Same, sit in front of that for about 30 minutes. When I was working, I used to have it placed at the bottom of my computer. So as I was typing each morning and putting notes on that the sunlight, the artificial sunlight would be going okay. into my... That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could probably do it while you were sitting watching the TV in the evening. Yep. Yeah, whatever. Just have it there, knee, knee right line, and, um, you know, that will go. You can get really big ones. You can get little ones. I just have a little one. You know, you can get all different sizes. You can get them Amazon. Um, they're quite easy to, to get. So if you can't get the light box, the light therapy, what else can you do? Um, I think Supplement. like supplements. So, yeah, I suppose look at supplements. We've covered exercise, we've covered food. Um, but connection, I think, as well as the other thing, isn't it? Um, yes. Because connection and laughter. There is a thing called laughing therapy now, you know, that actually stimulates our brains. But I think connection and communication is is key and through lockdown that's been really really hard for for a lot of people um and i i think that's where things like this like zoom and sort of you know all the other things have really come into to their own and even on your down days even on days when you really feel like you don't want to connect is probably the time you need to push yourself to mm -hmm. yeah because we all want those days where we just go into ourselves because yeah. you just you think, please just leave me alone today. Yeah. And then when you connect with someone and you chat, etc., all of a sudden you feel differently. Mm -hmm. um, and like you say, connections, talking, it's, it's one of the recoveries from any kind of addiction is the connections. Yeah. It's how we recover a lot of the time. I mean, look at how we've been in these, these months since we've been connected. Mm. My recovery has been so much easier because I am connected almost 24-7 now. Not that I want to be connected 24-7. <laughs> but it's but there. If you it's there. It. And I think that is that's like a safety net in some mm. ways. 
So yes, um, I am enjoying the connections. And I think we're moving into a different era of connections with the Zooms and things like that. So yeah, we're moving into a new phase of it. Uh, That's not just me with all the lockdown ending and that. I think people will be doing it differently. Hmm. So anyway... Yeah, and, and hopefully that will lead to, to more connections, better connections, you know, um, because it really does make a difference. Um, I mean, last week when we did, we did our um, our happy hour, you yeah. and I were both really, really tired and we could yes. have quite easily gone, oh, let's just not bother. But we did it and actually I was energised afterwards. We'd had fun, you know, we'd had a laugh. <laughs> I um, and it just gets to show um, that having just having someone else to talk to because a lot of people if they're on their own because we we are a lot of us are on our own in our addictions yeah and um the reaching out i mean like with the app so many people especially when they first come in i don't know about you but that was like that didn't leave my pocket at all it was always there with me when i first went into the app probably got a little over I got a, probably a bit over enthusiastic with being on my phone but um it was a lifeline to me yeah and and I think you know I, I always remember one of the somebody putting on their their post um you just forget remember I'm always there in your pocket and that made yeah. a huge I mean, it's like yes you are it doesn't matter how alone I am in, at any time day or night you are all just in my pocket and all I have to do is take out my phone and and post and um, it, it helps. I mean, how yeah. many times do you see people posting? A, it helps you to post and get it out, but then the comments also really, support. really and support. It's just um, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think communication and connection are key as well. And then also, as you said, supplements. So we can get L-tryptophan supplements, um, which okay. I think you've been looking into, haven't you? Yes. Um, I take a very, uh, a fairly low dose uh, sertraline that was prescribed for, anxi- well, stress and anxiety because um, not only have I got my disabled husband, I was drinking at the same time as well. So everything compounded. You know, I was drinking too much. He was sick. I was worried about coping and I would be in tears absolute tears and probably because I was depleted in a lot of these things that we're talking about now so I would like to come off my uh, sertraline so I've been looking into this since we started talking about it and something I'm going to look into is 5-HTP the tryptophan Mm -hmm. and it's the amino acid and hopefully between reducing my sertraline and slowly increasing the 5-HTP, I might be able to come off my medication. It's, it's, it's not impossible uh, because I feel so much better myself since I've stopped drinking. I don't have the anxiety and the stress. And I would like to find out if my medication is masking it or if I am really a lot less stressed and a lot happier myself without the medication you know I'd like to find out because the less I take the better I am (laughs) you know I don't want to be doing this my whole life and like I say I would like to find out if I am really happy or if it's the medication making me happy 
So I think yeah. that's, that, that makes sense anyway, so, to me yeah. anyway. Yeah, and I, I've been reducing my antidepressants since I've stopped drinking, but gradually. So again, for people, if you do have a clinical depression, if you are on antidepressants, do go and see your GP or your, mm-hmm. your medical advisor. Do talk to them about this transition because it can be quite dangerous to take um, things like, so 5-HTP is hydro uh, hydroxytrope. Of tryptophan. I knew I'd get tryptophan, which in turn is a building block to making serotonin. So it, it, it boosts things up. Um, so it's do, which is a similar thing to what antidepressants do. So antidepressants also increase the serotonin in the brain. Interestingly enough, so do anesthetics and so do a lot of pain management things such as morphine, tramadol, pethidine. They're all metabolized in the same way by the liver and they can all increase the serotonin levels in the brain. Now, we do have to be careful because there is something called serotonin syndrome. Okay. Okay. So if we have too much serotonin in our brain, it can lead to serotonin syndromes, which will start off with agitation, confusion, headache, a bit of diarrhea, um, changes in blood pressure and pulse. Now, very occasionally this can be fatal, okay, if left untreated. So anybody who is taking any form of tryptophan or um, things like St. John's War, antidepressants, and is also taking things such as sort of morphine, pethidine. Um, if you at any time get agitated, confused, headache, very suddenly, very rapidly, um, then you just need to ring for medical assistance because it mm-hmm. can be treated, it can be reversed. Um, it's just something you have to be careful of. So if you were going to go over to the the 5-HTP, yeah. it's probably best really to stop your sertraline and then start that the the next day um, okay but, well, and, uh, yeah and another thing I've looked at is the DLPA mm-hmm. which as you were saying was the amino acids um, they help with the endorphins and the, the stress relief so I'm hoping that those two combined the DLPA and the 5-HTP might be what I need for a while just to get myself leveled out. I'm not saying I want to stay on them for the rest of my life. No. I'd like to make on. my own happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you are on sort of a low dose of the sertraline. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's something that you could stop. Um, or the other thing you could do is just take 25 milligrams and gradually, you know, for a week and then stop it and then yeah. transfer the 5-HTP up to you really but you know I, I would always say seek medical advice to anybody else listening in you know, that would be the recommendation that you seek medical advice um and now it was interesting I was listening I'm sure it was Craig Beck was saying um I'm sure it was the old tryptophan that he was saying because he he talks a bit about that and taking the, the 5-HTP yeah he was suggesting that you take it at night with a um, sugary drink or a sugary snack because apparently you need, if you have insulin, when your body produces insulin, then it helps that 5-HTP work better. Okay. I, I don't I don't know where the research is because unfortunately I listened to him on Audible and you can't then see the references of where the research, but I presume he's done his research because it's all published. But okay. what he's suggesting 
what he suggests is you take um, a sugary, unless you're diabetic, obviously, um, because when you put sugar in your body, it releases the insulin, which will then help it get up to the brain better. And also to take it at night because of the melatonin release, um, which is a bit different from antidepressants because antidepressants are, you can take some in the morning, some at night, depending on what they are. Um, so yeah, that's a slightly different, but that's what he he suggested so it'll be interesting to see how how you get on with that yeah well maybe we'll do um, a little diary of it mm. yeah you know, a little a little diary of it to see I mean I have on the advice of a dietitian, um started a whole supplement regime and um the, obviously the B complex was an important one yeah. And with folic acid and I can't remember what the other thing is in my B vitamins and also um, fish oil. Yes. So where do you want to start with vitamin Bs or the fish oils? Let's do the vitamin Bs. Vitamin B. <laughs> so vitamin B is absolutely essential for our nervous system. Um, and B6, especially for women premenstrually things mm-hmm. like that and with our hormones um and uh, also actually just touched on that and i'm going slightly off task is gamalinic acid it's very high in ribena as well as evening oil of primrose for any ladies out there that might have problems with premenstrual syndrome okay um so but b6 is very good for for the nerves and for the nervous system so very good for anxiety and actually for the physical structure of the nervous system B12 is something we call the intrinsic factor. It is our intrinsic factor. And it is mostly based in the tummy. Um, And we need vitamin B12 to absorb and transform all the other nutrients and vitamins that we take into our body from our food. When we drink, we knock out our vitamin B12. And so that's why we become deficient in many vitamins and minerals and that because we've not been able to absorb um, all the nutrients that we we should be able to absorb because our B12 is depleted. And actually when B12 gets really badly depleted because of that um, undernourishment, it can lead to things such as Korsakoff psychosis, which is a form of alcohol-induced dementia, Related to vitamin B twelve, yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's indirectly through the B twelve. There's another form of dementia, obviously, that is drug and alcohol induced directly, where it's directly killing the brain cells. Um, so B twelve is really important. It's also important for um, our red blood cells, um, and you know, there's different types of anemia that that come into play when we're we're short of our vitamin. B. So vitamin B is a very, very important supplement. Okay. Even if you take it, um, even if you have a good multivitamin, which I'd recommend uh, or Craig Beck recommends you have a good multivitamin, um, take an extra B6 compound as well. Um, okay. multi- um, I, for the first sort of month or so anyway, I'd say, um, just to get things back, back on track. That There is some... Some research that suggests that, that vitamin B can't store, the body can't store vitamin B so well. Um, 
So, you know, sometimes if you have too much of it, you're just going to wash it out and flush it out. So you have to sort of monitor it a bit. But um, but I remember back in the old days, and I don't know if it's still like this, but back in the, the sort of 80s, 90s, when people would come in, we'd give big parenterovite injections, which were vitamin B injections. And they were so big that we'd have to give, have to halve it and give one in each muscle of the buttock but that's because people were so depleted of yeah. nutrients from alcohol alone so that was standard treatment and we're about to talk fish as in fish oils so go ahead Karina yeah so fish oils and again this is relating to Craig Beck because this is um I, I just did his program um really of sort of using supplements to, to help me with with the alcohol withdrawal um, and and rebuilding everything within my body. So he recommends fish oils and he recommends omega-3 and in a very high dose of three 1,000 milligram capsules a day, which is really high because I usually take 1,000 milligrams for... I was um, going to say I only take 1,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I've looked into it, there isn't actually, although 1,000 milligrams would be the, the recommended, there actually isn't an upper limit. So in most medications and drugs, there's an upper limit for what we can take. But there actually isn't one that I could find for fish oils. So, um, you know, so I did take the 3,000 milligrams for a good two, three months. And I think personally they did help. Um, I'd always say avoid cod liver oil because that's got high vitamin A. And for the vegans among us and vegetarians, you can take flaxseed oil that has mm-hmm. got omega-3 in. Um, but basically, our, you know, we need, we've always known, you know, that, that thing about how fish feeds the brain and fish is good for the brain. Um, when we're drinking, we're knocking out all that, Oh, I'm forgetting the words now. <laughs> I need to eat more food. It's <laughs> <laughs> it got anything oh, to do with the fact God. that we drank for so many years? We've yeah, forgotten probably, it. Yeah, probably. So, and exactly that. And he's saying that you need to sort of replace. Basically, he said, if you imagine um, if you spill sort of some oil on a carpet, yeah, and one of the one of the things that's going to get oil up and break it down is alcohol. Okay. So we've been drinking alcohol all this time. So it's breaking down all the good fats in our body and in our brain. So we need to replace it. And that's why um, we have problems with our thinking, our memory, our speech and everything when, when we're drinking. So that's why he recommends this really high dose of omega-3 of fish oils or flaxseed oil. He also um, referred to that there was an experiment um, of, sorry for people that don't like experiments in animals, but um, of mice and they fed mice alcohol and the mice were drinking all the alcohol and they took half of the mice away and gave them a high dose of omega-3 and put them back in with the other mice and there was a 50% reduction in them going to the alcohol in fact it didn't really bother at all oh that's interesting yeah so he reckons it actually takes away some of the craving of alcohol so um and there's yeah. different kinds of fish oil, isn't there? I think I think I read somewhere that krill fish oil mm-hmm. is one of the purest, is it, or the best? But it's very yeah. expensive. Yeah, and I think it's you know people need to do their own research. I, I would just always say avoid cod liver oil because um, mm-hmm. it is 
best and it's high in lots of other stuff, I'd always look for a natural sort of fish oil or, or source of omega-3. So flaxseed yeah. you know. Um, and and I, I say it did, did help me. I'm back down to the 1,000 milligrams now, but I did for the first two, three months take 3,000 milligrams um, a day and and then went down to 2,000 and 1,000. And, you know, I think it helped, but I don't know. That's what I did. It seems to have, have helped. I think sometimes if we feel like it's helping, the power of suggestion can make it sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, and you need to feel good about what you're doing with yourself after all these years of, you know, putting your body through this shit. Excuse me, French. Um, um, One thing I did read, um, going back to our B vitamins a minute, was um, the B6 it, yeah, you need the B6 in order to convert the tryptophan into serotonin. Okay. That's good. That's interesting. So, yeah. So um, you take, take a, those together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, it, and as we know, serotonin, the feel good stuff. That's yeah. why we, um, and it's, it helps regenerate. Uh, go back to, sorry. Stop, Paula. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Back to the omega three. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it it helps combat um, free radicals in the body, mm. and uh, it's one of the few supplements you can take on a daily basis, even when you've come off your alcohol. It's a recommended vitamin to take even after you've gone through all your alcohol withdrawal because it, the benefits from it are just beneficial to everybody, yeah. whether, you're a, uh, whether you drink alcohol or not. Mm. So, um, and it helps improve mood because it works on your brain. Yeah, it does. And, and, and I think it did help my mood, to be fair. I know that this, I've, you know, stopping depressing the serotonin, the drinking, but I think it did mm-hmm. definitely help my mood. And I think the omega-3... And, and the B6 are the definite ones. I mean, we prescribe for people that have come off alcohol, if you're doing it on a medical detox, you will be prescribed, people will be prescribed the B compounds because we know it wrecks the nervous system. So, um, you know. One, yeah, one of the other vitamins, and I just mentioned it to you, was uh, glutamine. Mm. And I'm going to read you what it says here about the glutamine. It says... Uh, Many people have used this amino acid to combat alcohol cravings instantly because glutamine is a precursor for GABA. It also alleviates anxiety and helps promote restful sleep. There's more glutamine in your blood than any other amino acid. And when it is produced in your body, it is depleted by stress and alcohol consumption. So much stuff we've done to our bodies, it's a wonder we've managed to put one foot in front of the other and you can use glutamine for several weeks to help with alcohol withdrawal and to help the reduction of alcohol cravings whether this is absolutely true i'm not an expert but um anything when we come off alcohol we are grasping at anything that can help us we're looking for as much information for stuff that can help us and um Maybe if I'd have had this, I'd have felt a lot better. But hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Hindsight would have told me not to drink. But hey, if I had a, what was it? If if we all had hindsight, we would actually all have foresight and we wouldn't be where we are. So, 
but actually, yeah. But you know what? Actually, I'm glad I'm where I am now because you know, I, it, I I think you have to do this journey at the right time for you, and all roads, you know, lead to to sort of an outcome at the end, don't they? And I'm glad mm-hmm. to be on this this journey now. And I, but I think it's about trying to make it as easy and painless because it is a trans a transgression, isn't it? From one yeah. life to the other. And we talked the other week about, you know, the comfort blanket going and, and about, you know, everything changes, the physiological, the emotional, um, the environmental, the social. So it's about just trying to chip away at these little things. And hopefully today we're talking about stuff that would just help with that physiological transition into sobriety and to try and make that that journey a bit easier. And um, with, the, um, with this journey, we are always searching. Um, we're searching for new stuff to help us. Hmm. Whereas we've gone through years and years of just going through the motions of life because we didn't live. And now we're coming alive and we're living and we're searching and we're becoming curious. And I don't know about you, but I am loving becoming curious. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, just like my gray matter is like hungry all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. I know curiosity killed the cat, but I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like my curious. So, are those the vitamins that we've discussed? And do you want to go on to the herbal supplements or are there any other vitamins you want to discuss? The only thing, the thing I took is a good multivitamin. Again, this is what Craig Beck recommended, which makes sure it includes magnesium and zinc. Um, because magnesium is good for for sleep and cortisol to help you relax as well. So um, I took a multivitamin with magnesium and zinc and vitamin C was the other, like mm-hmm. in addition to the multivitamins, um, because that obviously is our boosting our immune system. Um, the usual dose, daily dose, just, just interestingly for vitamin C is a thousand milligrams, especially when there's colds around, you want to fight off, off flu and things. Um, but it is best taken in twice a day in 500 milligrams because um, it can't all get absorbed in the 1,000 milligrams. So if you want to take 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day, that's great, but you're best to take it in two 500 milligram sittings, so one in the morning, one at night, because and, otherwise it's washed away. And also if you don't want to, if, if you feel like multi, these kind of multivitamin supplements are not the way you want to go, you can also do research into foods mm. because um, there are so many foods that can give you all of this. But it's, it's research. And sometimes people go into work in the morning, haven't got time to stand there and think about what they're eating, etc. So it's easier sometimes to just take the multivitamin and let that do its job. Um, yeah, and but, yeah. also for the first month, sorry, but the first month of detox, yeah. I think you know, we, everything's sort of out of sorts. We don't sort of, we don't tend to sort of look at our diet and start eating healthily and everything. So we're, we're just, yeah, we, we, in fact, we tend to crave all the sugar, the starch, all the rubbish. So, Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, all those sugar cravings. Yeah. Um, so I think for the first month or two, it, it is worth looking at these just to get your system back and boost it all up again. And then you can look at, you know, your foods and stuff in the, in the future, really. I mean, I, I still, I mean, I'm coming up to 11 months soon and I'm still taking all mine uh, mm. because um, I'm, I, I think that they, I, another thing I take actually is turmeric 
because uh, it's an antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory, etc. So getting older, my joints are not as good as they used to be. <laughs> Bending down and getting up is a little more difficult than it used to. And um, getting up and down ladders is not quite as easy as it used to be. <laughs> so I'm all for any help I can give myself. I do eat a lot of healthy stuff. I mean, I'm what I call, uh, people say that they're vegetarian. I'm a fruititarian. I just go through so much fruit. And some of the lists of the fruits that you listed, bananas, pineapple, those are two fruits I eat. Well, bananas are definitely on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, pineapple, almost on a daily basis. Mangoes, um, we're coming into peach season. So I will be like ecstatic and drooling in the supermarket <laughs> over peaches because there is nothing nicer than a, a, a putting a peach on the grill, <clears throat> getting all those nice grill marks on it and putting a little bit of maple syrup or a little bit of brown sugar on it um, and a bit of cream or something or even a vanilla ice cream. So, you know, there's, there, there's lots of, I think once we start having time, which is the biggest thing that getting off alcohol gives us. Yeah. We can't recapture the time we lost, but we can make most make the most of the time that we have. But I've digressed and we need to go back and we're going to talk about. I just wanted to say quickly about bananas there as well. Yeah. Because, um, bananas are really good for sleep. Um, they really help sleep. So you're having trouble sleeping. A banana milkshake at night or just a banana sort of, you know, when I say at night, sort of an hour or two before bed um, because you don't want to be getting indigestion as you lay down. Mm -hmm. um, but because of the magnesium in them, they're a good muscle relaxant. And because it, it also the magnesium regulates the blood cortisol, which helps you to relax. And it also stays off the blood sugar because it's a, a complex carbohydrate. It yeah. keeps your blood sugars going. Um, obviously, if you're diabetic, I wouldn't recommend a banana at night unless you can fit that in with your normal calorie regime of the day. Um, but banana is a really, really good fruit for serotonin, for melatonin and for sleep. I started doing a, I don't know if you can get it in the UK, but here there's Dr. Teal and it's an Epsom salt bath. You can mm. buy the bags of Epsom salts, but this is a, a nice bubble bath and it's Dr. Teal sleep bath time. And it's Epsom salts and melatonin, and it's got uh, chamomile and lavender. So all the things that help me relax and hopefully get a good night's sleep. So I just yeah. I've just found that one, and I think this is gonna, that's going to be my regular biggest problem in yeah. Texas. It doesn't get cold enough sometimes for a bath. Oh, <laughs> when it's 110 outside, a bath is not quite. So I'm going to look for some um, shower things that I can put because I know there are some things you can put into the shower, like a little block mm -hmm. that will release a lot of <clears throat> oils and things like that. So okay. I'll see what I can find. But yeah. yes. Oh, oh. I use quite a lot of aromatherapy oils. So, you mm -hmm. know, you can always, um, you can always, you're still there, sorry. Yeah. You can always um, add it to um, your um, body wash and that in your shower. Yeah. So yeah. Things like lavender, things like marjoram and that, you can just add it to your body wash um, in the shower. 
Um, again, don't, you know, an hour or so before bed, don't have it too hot because that will stimulate you. Um, and you can put some drips of lavender oil on your pillow as well. Um, yeah, so. I've got a lavender, lavender spray that I can spray my pillow with, which uh, I haven't yet done because by the time I get to nine o'clock, my body is saying, come on, girl, get your butt in bed. Yeah. Um, now, my new addiction, I think, is sleep. It's such a joy to sleep. Yeah. Um, actually have sleep, which people listening, if once you get further down the road in this, the, the one thing that you truly, truly love is a good night's sleep. You certainly do. I think we go to bed earlier, we wake up mm. early, we wake up before. Yeah. Good, yeah. Big I mean, smile. in the early days, yeah, big smile. In the early days, you know, a lot of people do struggle with the sleep, don't they? So we, we mentioned sort of herbs that earlier. So valerian root is something that people can take, um, like nitol. But again, that increases the serotonin. So not if you're taking antidepressants or the tryptophan medication, yes. then because that can increase it. So yeah. take yeah. One of the things I've noticed is I did try a sleepy time tea and I could not sleep. I had some weird dreams and it turns out it had the valerian, the valerian in it. Yeah. So I look for a sleepy time tea that hasn't got the valerian and that works for me. Mm. Um, I did an experiment where I did it one night and I didn't do it another and etc. So I found that for me without the valerian was better. So yeah. um, there's some really wonderful herbal sleepy time teas. Uh, yeah, sleep so teas, about looking yes. about those things, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, and also um, with sleep, um, something I came across, I haven't tried it, um, but I, um, can we just pause here? Sorry, Paula, because my son keeps. Okay, so um, one of the, it, it wasn't, I don't know if you can get this in a tea, but this is something I'd heard about a herb. It's something called skullcap, which um, apparently stops racing thoughts at night. You're meant to be able to take that at night because a lot of us then, when we're laying in bed, have all those racing thoughts going round and round our head. Um, so that is something that that could be helpful if you somebody's got the, the racing thoughts going round. Um, so you can get capsules of these things or you can make, as far as I'm aware um, and the other one was ashwagandha which is really good during the day as well for anxiety um, is a herb and I think you mentioned passion flower Polly yeah I did uh, passion flower um, it's prized for its ability to reduce anxiety insomnia and even inflammation and it it's used after quitting alcohol to help with sleep and it can have some really good results. So I haven't tried it personally. Um, he's uh, the, the, the gentleman that I've read this from, he's done a lot of um, research on it. And he said that he felt less groggy after using passion flower than he did with melatonin and valerian root. So like I said, with my valerian, I couldn't take it. It just, activated my mind so much with and I was having weird dreams but when I left off the valerian I seemed to get a better sleep but passion flower um I'm gonna try it you can take it in capsule form and you can take it where if you've had a, a few nights of trouble sleeping just take um a passion flower capsule and I think I'm gonna try and find it 
Well, I'm yeah. shopping today, so it's on my list. Good. Uh, yeah, it sounds good because people like yourselves and, and me even that, that shouldn't be taking the valerian route because of the antidepressants. It's probably because yes. it increases that serotonin, which will make your mind more active at night, which is probably why you had had that, that issue. Racing, so. Yeah. And going back to the ashwagandha, it's, it's a good antioxidant <clears throat> that helps actually um, balance hormones, which, as we know, are all out of whack. Everything goes out of whack when we, we've been drinking. Uh, uh, vitamin levels, um, we deplete our body so badly. And these things don't get better overnight. We've got to work on them. But hopefully we become, um, we become better at it uh, as the longer we go on. And I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of herbal teas um, Another one he talks about, actually, and I've never heard of this, so I'm going to do a little research on it. Have you heard of Macuna prurians? No. It's also known as velvet bean. It's a natural source of dopa, which is a precursor to the dopamine. Yeah. So yeah. that I might do a bit of research on that one because we deplete, as we say, our dopamine and serotonin, etc. And when you have the blah days, it's because you're low in dopamine. Um, and he, he didn't discover it until after, 10 months after he quit drink, drinking. And he felt like he was living in a sad black and white movie. And he tried the Macuna prurians. So I think I'm going to do a bit of research on that because we've all had those really blah days. <clears throat> I call them a normal day because I've never had them for a long time. So it's, it's the kind of day that I would have if I had never been drinking, I think. But I am going to have a look into it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's why a lot of us go to coffee and tea as well. When you stop drinking coffee and tea increases the dopamine in our brain. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's why we like coffee and tea and uh, but then caffeine has its its own little hiccups its own issues so for me I don't drink caffeine because of all the anxiety and the pressure on the liver and the kidneys and everything and the heart so but you've um, got passion flower lemon balm chamomile they're all good um relaxing herbs um and like you say we need to we're not only in recovery of our mind, we're in recovery of our body. We are. Yeah, we so are. Um, I think this is good to, to put this out there and, and people can do their own research. We're not experts. We're just going down rabbit holes and looking for what we can, we can use to help us. There's a, a whole list of um, supplements that you can read into. Um, I think milk, yeah. milk thistle, we went, we mentioned milk thistle. Milk thistle is good for liver detox. And it's used in uh, emergency rooms to treat uh, mushroom poisoning, apparently. 
was it? Yeah. I, I know that um, that there hasn't been so research in that I've read. I did use milk thistle at first because actually that's one of the, the reasons that I gave up. That I think mm. my liver had swollen so much that it was pressing on my ribs. It was really, really painful when I was in so much pain in my liver area, which wasn't like enough is enough, you know. Um, and so I did take milk thistle, but um, there's not, it's purported to help with the liver but there's not an awful lot of research that says yes it definitely does do that but i am always mindful that a lot of research is very often done by drug companies oh yes who <laughs> want their finance and their money so you know yeah. research we can't always go on the research um because it depends on on the bias on it and we've done our research and we encourage people to do their own research these are just things that we've found personally and we've looked into so you can there's so much information out there and milk thistle it says does help the liver helps with detox um and if your liver's not functioning properly then you're not functioning properly it's like any body part that's not working properly is it then you're not working properly so you know our liver is like the factory of our body it literally sort of everything goes through our liver it stores all the the extra glucose it stores you know blood cells everything goes through our liver and it's like the big factory storage area taking stuff in putting it back out and it really is a completely vital organ but it is also an organ with rest that completely can repair itself so you know that's why another good thing the longer we stay sober and the more sober we stay, the more we give our livers a fighting chance to completely heal themselves. Yeah, because um, we we look for ways to benefit our own health once we come off this. We've damaged it so much in some ways. Um, hopefully, we've only damaged it temporarily, that we can suddenly wake up and realize that there are methods that we can use to help recover and like we've said, vitamins, minerals, supplements, teas. And you and I have become huge tea fans. I have about, I think, <laughs> I have a whole shelf of herbal teas, different teas. And it, it's a new hobby, I think, is to look for a different tea. Um, <clears throat> To and I don't know about you, but my favorite at the moment is a tea called Relax. I love it, and I'll that and chamomile tea. And I've also started to plant chamomile because I'm going to have a go at doing my own so that yeah. I know what's in my tea. But which one is yeah, that's what I'm going to do with some of my herbs as well. Yeah. Do my own tea, but <laughs> my favorite at the moment is mint refresh and spicy chai and licorice tea. I love licorice tea. Yeah, I don't know what it is about licorice tea. There's just something about it. And I would recommend it to anybody to get some licorice tea, especially in cold weather, because licorice tea is quite warming. Yeah, it, it just makes you it just feels nice. And yes, I've done the mint and I've got peppermint and spearmint growing. So hopefully I can muddle some mints and make a, a tea out of that. Um I'm loving experimenting. I don't know about you. And we are both getting into growing. Um, and you've got your garden going. I've got my garden going. And we're looking at growing our own herbs 
and supplements in some ways. But I think anyone who is coming off alcohol needs to do some really deep diving into alcohol detox supplements and natural alcohol detox because your body does need all these vitamins and minerals to help it recover from the alcohol. And we are going to talk about something that Karina is being adventurous in and going to do. She went this week for something that was really, really brave and courageous. Tell us about it, Karina. Yeah, so I <laughs> I went and test rode a Can-Am bike, motorbike, um, which is like a three-wheeled bike. It's like a trike, but in reverse. You've got your two wheels at the front and one wheel at the back. Um, it's oh. 600 cc, so it goes fairly fast. Um, <laughs> something that zoom, zoom. Never, <laughs> zoom, zoom. Something I'd never, ever have imagined myself doing before at all ever i mean on holiday in the past i've had sort of um quad bikes and that but actually i went to, to test ride this with a view to actually buying one yeah <laughs> so, um yes yeah, so i've been riding pillion on the back of andy's bike last last summer and sort of earlier in spring this year and loved it um there's no way i could ride a motorbike at all because i just can't i haven't got the balance i just couldn't do that not even a little tiny 50 cc i don't think i'd be all over um, so we, we discovered on this uh, this Can-Am, which is a three-wheeled stable thing. Um, I, we did try last year, we tried something called a Piaggio, an MP3 Piaggio, which is a two-wheeled scooter. Well, it's, it's a scooter, but then it's got two wheels at the front, like but very tiny, close together mm-hmm. wheels. But you have to balance on that as well. The wheels don't always come into play, and that was a disaster. I nearly crashed in the car park coming out. We did a new turn in the middle of the road. Oh, my gosh, it was awful. <laughs> so we had to keep rethinking. It's like, well, let's rethink, let's rethink. And then Andy found these Can-Ams. So um, after lockdown lifted, we could actually go and test ride them. So on Thursday, I went and test rode a Can-Am, and it was fantastic. I loved it. Loved so you it. enjoyed it. You had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, this is I mean, this is the best part about coming off alcohol, doing these things that make us happy, happy. Mm. And did you have any difficulties with it? Not with the Can-Am. Um, I did with the wine, which the night before. Um, <laughs> yes, I heard. Because, yeah, but you fought all, through it. You did it. You, I, you did I, it. I did. I just, um, yeah, that was quite, it was quite funny, I suppose. And I, and I made humour out of it. Or, you know, you ladies all did, which really, really helped. Because we had to stay in a hotel the night before because it was too much for me to go there test ride come back in a day so we did the hotel and we went night out which was the first time since christmas day because we've been in lockdown um and we went and ate out at this beautiful hotel and i wanted a glass of wine <laughs> and i took my phone we've talked about always having the phone in our pockets yes. and i went to the toilet and i went I'm having a craving. <laughs> and I whispered. <laughs> I did my loo whisper. We all, we all heard the loo voice. <laughs> How many times? Have, yes, the loo voice is there. The loo oh, voice. Yes. Yeah. And and it was funny because everyone just did, did loo voice impressions back, which just yeah. made all lighthearted of it, you know. And I just sort of sent the wine, which on a broomstick, tail spinning off into the ether. Well done. Um, because the reality is I was there at that hotel and we'd gone out to get something to eat because I was test riding a Can-Am the next day. I was so excited. 
Now, what would have happened if I'd have given in? I would have had a glass of wine. I would have had a bottle of wine. I then would have got a bottle on the way back to the hotel and I would have drunk that that night. And the next morning I would have woken up like shite. Yes. You know, I really would have felt rough and hangover. And and I wouldn't have had the fun I had. And so to actually be able to go and do that and do it sober was, was fantastic. And I'm now going to buy one. Oh, you're going to get it. It's well done. Yes, yes, oh my gosh. Yeah. Got, so. And you've had this week, you had a shed installed as well. I did. Yeah. So. I thought of you and your camera, Can-Am, excuse me. And I had this vision of these shed doors bursting open and this woman zooming out of them on the <laughs> steering wheel bike. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, it, was, yeah. it made me chuckle because I think we've got to do these things because we've missed so many years of so much fun. And yeah, yeah, this isn't a rehearsal for another thing that's coming along later. This is the real thing. This is our life, and we've got to enjoy it. We've got to have fun in it. So, oh, yeah. I'm so glad about that. So, when are you going out to buy the Canam? Well, I'm probably going to order it tomorrow and it will be delivered here in about seven to 10 days, which will wow. be good. So I know. Yeah. So I am, and, and just to let people know, I am 57. I drank my way through my midlife crisis. So now I'm going through it now. <laughs> <laughs> but God, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> Isn't there an expression that you, you ride up to the pearly gates, uh, skid up to the pearly gates, worn out, exhausted, and say, yes, I had a bloody good time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do now. I've wasted 22 years and, and a lot more, but 22, definite. But yeah, many, many more years wasted on and off with drink. And now, now I'm living. I'm alive. And mm-hmm. it's great. Well, we want pictures. We want, okay. definitely want photos <laughs> of you on your Can-Am. Uh, in your leathers or whatever it is you're wearing Mm -hmm. and we look forward to that and ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to us come and ride the sober train uh the wonderful life of sobriety as you can tell from karina today is full of joy so much joy so we wish you well we hope you're going to find this podcast useful so have a wonderful day and We will see you again on the train next time. Thank you very much.